Hello, I'm Ed Locke with USA Mortgage. Tax season is upon us. Did you know that 47% of Americans are planning to use their tax refunds for everyday expenses, home improvements, and vacations? What if you used your tax refund for a new home instead? Again, this is Ed Locke with USA Mortgage. Your tax refund can be used towards down payment, closing costs, or paying down existing debt to help get approved. So before you spend that tax refund, let's get together and see how to best utilize those funds to invest in your future and your new home. Call or text me at 502-680-0953. Again, that's 502-680-0953. NMLS ID 448-908, DAS Acquisitions, LLC, doing business as USA Mortgage, NMLS ID 227262. This is not a commitment to lend. Additional terms and conditions apply. USA Mortgage is an equal housing lender. You have scoured the podcast world. You have finally found the place where news is weighed in the balance. Welcome to Newsworthy with Stephen Jerry. Two words and two question marks. That sign is going to be the uh, death of us at, at some point. Why? <laughs> it's going to fall on fall. our head or or something. That will not be good. No. In case anybody's wondering, we have a beautiful on-air sign, but it's placed right above our head, um, yep. and we have to hit it in order to get it to come on. And yeah, that's bad, bad. Hey, it's Wednesday, Jerry. But it is beautiful. It is beautiful. I like it. It was a lot of work to put that in there. I don't I'm know. Sure you're like, well, you're an idiot. All you had to do is this and this and this. No, but sure when it comes to things like that, I kind of am an idiot. So <laughs> you did a good job with it. Yes, oh. it is Wednesday. It is so Wednesday. Yes, it is. The good news is it's Wednesday. We get to do a podcast. That makes me happy. The bad news is we have no wine. And the subject matter is something you've wanted to talk about for a long time. I'm kind of about it. That's not really true. You're the one that brought this up. I did. Two or three weeks ago, you started talking about Carlson and his show after you saw it. When did it air? 11th, 12th, 13th, somewhere, yeah, somewhere in there. Middle, middle of March. So, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, you started talking about it. And we decided then that we would cover it. I had mentioned a long time ago about doing an episode on January the 6th, but today's episode is specifically geared toward Tucker Carlson and his show a couple of weeks ago and what he's had to say about January 6th. Yeah, you know, Apparently, doctors and stuff have been listening to our podcast, Jerry. Doctors have no really Yes. Good um, because in the mail the other day, I got a flyer for anger management. Flyer, huh? Yeah. I lost. Yes, I can uh, see where that would happen. <laughs> the people who watch the show see parts of that all the time with veins throbbing in your forehead. Yeah, We're used to that. Uh-huh. So you say. Speaking of doctors and scientists, yeah, this is not really political. A lot of what we do is we we always say it's never going to be, and it's always 95% political. But anyway, the, the, probably the biggest 
No. no. It's totally your fault because I would explore the outer reaches of space. I would make, No, you wouldn't because would there's no conspiracy theory related to it. Wonderful conspiracy theories and rabbit holes. But you, my friend, are a very, very political person. And uh, honestly, so am I. I can't, I can't legally, I can't realistically just throw that off on you. That'd be wrong. But anyway, back to what I was talking about, <laughs> the big news topic of the week. I don't know if you heard, but scientists come out with a big discovery. They have discovered that diarrhea is actually hereditary. Really? Had you heard that? <laughs> yeah. Runs in your genes. Oh, I love that one. Let's do a moment of silence for all the fans <laughs> we just lost and all the uh, listeners oh. that um, have have bailed on us at that particular moment. And for Steve's ego, he's so crushed he didn't find that one first. <laughs> I agree with you 100%. What did she say? You're disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's not me. It's... Science. Scientific discovery. Science, yes. right? Oh, my dogs are having a full-on battle royal in there. Yes, they are. Eddie and Ramona. I'm going to shut that door, Jerry. They are so. loving every minute of it. While you're doing that, I'll tell them how they can reach us. Yes, please do. They have a couple of options. One is to email us. They can do that at newsworthywithstephenjerry at gmail.com. They can also text us on our text line at area code 540-709-1318. So have you woke up today and chosen violence? Or are we going to have wonderful debates? Or what? Well, how was your week? Let's just start week. with that. Did you? Until I heard about the big news scientific discovery. That was a little bit of a downer. But See, other than that, yes. Very now, good. I, I had a, a very tiring week. I've been very busy at work, both works, and it was good, but whew, I am getting wore down a little bit. I'm going to have to take me a good mental break very soon. There you go. But. would also I, like to say kudos for your murder mystery that you guys had oh, this past weekend. Yeah, it was a lot it of fun. It was a very fun night. It was. I actually enjoyed that hairstyle that I wore for that evening. I might. So why don't you have it again? Uh, well, you know, it's a lot of work to put in um, that kind of wonderful um, fashion-leading okay. hairstyle. I mean, if I start wearing my hair like that, I thought the mullet coming back was bad. <laughs> that hairstyle coming back could top the mullet. I'm really just saying. Could. Um, I, for our listeners... Should you decide to have that next week, I will make sure that I take a picture and include it with the podcast. If you don't want to be identified, that's fine. We can do do from like your eyes up, just the hairline. So what do you think? Were you game for the picture? Well, he's had to step out to go try to break up the battle between his dogs. So he shall return. You know, when we decided to start doing the podcast at my house and we built the studio here, I forgot all about the dogs being a part of it. So they're just going to have to, we're going to have to get them a mic and they can just join in. Oh, they would happily oblige. <laughs> Eddie is uh, very fond of you, which is good. And Ramona loves anyone that will love her because yep. she's just that kind of girl. 
Anywho, um, last week, Jerry, you teased something. What's that? We had the uh -huh. music. Okay. And it never happened. We're going to play the music. Well, it actually did happen. I tried to summarize from memory, if you remember, and did a pretty good job. We shall find out exactly how good in a moment. That's right. It's Emu News Time. Last week, I had forgot to include my Emu News before I... Uh, Uploaded my file to Google Drive, which is when I come over here with my laptop, I pull it up on Google Drive. And since I hadn't included that with my latest, my latest update, it wasn't there. Did try to summarize it, and we'll see how close I got. A large pet bird that is normally native to Australia called a ruckus. That's exactly what the news article said. It caused a ruckus south of Boston, Massachusetts, after escaping from her home, the Associated Press reported. The bird is an emu. It's the second tallest bird on earth after the ostrich, its close relative. The flightless bird apparently managed to get loose on Thursday night in East Bridgewater and led police on a chase through Brockton. Surveillance video showed the emu strolling through an intersection in Brockton, which is about 20 miles south of Boston. A separate video posted on social media then showed her running alongside a car, various outlets reported. I'm telling you what, that would just be scary as crap. These ugly friggin' birds, and you look out your car window one day, and here's one of these things trotting along beside you. Yeah. <laughs> Those are really ugly birds. They are. Very, very ugly birds. Hey. <sighs> Man. So, do you just want to go on and get into the topic of the day? Why not? All right. It's a large topic. <coughs> A lot to cover. <laughs> they are she not, said she they is are no longer listening today. to you. No kidding. They're fired up today. Why don't you go ahead and start, boss? Uh, you you know where you want to be on this. I'm I do. Shoo them away. Yes. But I really think you should. Uh, <laughs> and, and I'm serious. And here's why. I'll go first if you want. But if you don't go now, you might not have a chance. I've got so much material for this that I don't I want to make sure I leave you plenty of time. I'll just interrupt you. Okay. <laughs> That's no. what I do, right? <laughs> I'm gonna start with a little background just going by the description that Wikipedia gives of January the sixth. Um call to action by Trump. Thousands of his supporters gathered in Washington DC on January sixth to support his false claim that the twenty twenty election had been stolen by emboldened radical left Democrats, end quote, and to demand that Vice President Mike Pence and the Congress reject Biden's victory. Starting at noon on January the 6th at a Save America rally, also known as Stop the Steal, was what many of the people had shirts and hats made up for. Trump repeated false claims of election irregularities, and he said, if you don't fight, one of his comments was, fight like hell. You're not going to have a country anymore. During and after his speech, thousands of attendees, a few of whom were armed, walked to the Capitol, breached police perimeters as Congress was beginning the election. Beginning at 2.12 p.m., more than 2,000 rioters entered the building, many of whom occupied, vandalized, and looted and assaulted Capitol police officers and reporters and attempted to locate 
lawmakers to capture and harm. A gallows was erected west of the Capitol, and many rioters were chanting, hang Mike Pence, after he rejected false claims by Trump and others that the vice president could overturn the election results. Some vandalized and looted the offices of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and other members of Congress. Riders occupied the empty Senate chamber while federal law enforcement officers defended the evacuated House floor. Pipe bombs were found at each of the Democratic National Headquarters and Republican National Headquarters. Molotov cocktails were discovered in a vehicle near the Capitol, owned by one of the people at the, uh, that they broke into the Capitol. Monetary damages caused by the attackers exceeded $2.7 million. Trump watched the riots on TV for hours and refused to intervene. He refused to take calls from Mike Pence, from Mike McCarthy, from several other senators and representatives. Donald Trump the following day released a recorded video, and he claimed that he immediately deployed the National Guard and federal law enforcement to secure the building. That was a lie. We know that was a lie because the acting Secretary of Defense, Chris Miller, on January the 6th, issued a statement saying this, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff Mark Milley and I just spoke separately with the Vice President, with Speaker Pelosi, Leader McConnell, Senator Schumer, and Representative Hoyer about the situation at the U.S. Capitol. We have fully activated the D.C. National Guard to assist federal and local law enforcement as they work to peacefully address the situation. End quote. Did you notice who he didn't mention he had spoken with? Not only did he not mention it, no one mentioned that they had spoken with Trump before the riots were over. He refused all fall, all calls from everyone. Uh, that's background. You, just leave them. They're gonna. I don't. They're gonna bark. <laughs> They'll be fine. Oh, they are going. They're wired up today. Yes, they are. So that, that's includes my background. What would you add? Um, I would just add that, well, I would like to know, A, who told Donald Trump that Pence had the ability, the only thing in the Constitution that Pence had, that. the only thing that he has the ability to do, according to the Constitution, is send the results back to the states for a recap. That's it. And based on A recertification. What? Based on what? I, I don't even know the, the stats, but I just know that that's the only thing Pence can even do. And I don't know why, how that Trump in his mind thinks that that helps him. Well, uh, there was no legal basis. There's not one attorney uh, who has went to court with a legal rationale that any judge anywhere ever said that any of this had a legal basis. So if you want to know who told him either... I mean, he had Sidney Powell that he was listening to. He had Rudy Giuliani. And we know that we, we don't know what they were telling Trump personally. We do know that they got on television and said some really crazy stuff. So my guess is they were probably saying some of this crazy stuff to Trump. Again, that's simply assumption. We don't know what they were saying in private. But uh, Do you think that part of that has to do with the fact that had Trump only put yes men around him? Absolutely not. Don't think so. Well, how many people were disagreeing with him from the very beginning? He lost his attorney general over this. 
His attorney general repeatedly said and finally resigned, saying there is absolutely zero evidence of widespread election fraud. Uh, Kreps, the I forget his title, but he was the the top guy over election integrity. Afterwards, said numerous times, this is the most secure election in the history of the United States government. This is not what some liberal Democrat is saying. This is what Trump's people were saying. This is what his team said. Mm -hmm. Mike Pence, his vice president, repeatedly said that the election was just, the election was valid, and that there was no proof of irregularities anywhere near the point of being able to overturn one county in one state much less the overall election. So I think this was simply Trump being Trump. I think this was Trump Mm -hmm. refusing to accept anything except for victory. Keep in mind, he did the same exact thing in 2016. In the days and weeks leading up to the election, he said it was a totally rigged election. He said it numerous times. He said it so many times uh, he also accused the Democrats of bringing in busloads of illegals to vote <laughs> after his election, which obviously he won in 2016. He even started a uh, a group to investigate all of the election fraud. Do you remember what their results were? That there was no election fraud. Well, actually, they had no results. No. They met three or four times, and a couple of months later, with nothing ever being released, they disbanded their group and went home. <laughs> they, they had nothing to say, nothing, not one single thing to say. This was the group that, that Donald Trump appointed. So do I think it was due to Donald Trump surrounding himself? No, I think it was Donald Trump being Donald Trump. So. Fair enough. Have we covered the background? Yeah, I think Good so. Enough. Okay. Tucker Carlson was given access to, I'm not for sure if it's 40,000, 41,000, or 44,000 hours. I keep reading different numbers. The number I had last was 44,000. That's what I had written down. He was given 44,000 hours of video footage by Kevin McCarthy. Again, this was not given to Fox News. This was not given to CNN or ABC. Or CB. It was given to Tucker Carlson. And on that was given to him on uh, February the 20th. On Carlson's March 6th show, he had the first installment. And Tucker Carlson had selected footage that showed protesters standing around the Capitol, basically doing nothing. And he argued that it proved that they're not destroying the Capitol. They obviously, in his words, revere the Capitol. He failed to mention over 140 police officers were assaulted. He failed to mention that over $2.7 million in damage was sustained during the attack. He showed very few shots of the hand-to-hand combat. He did show a few of people breaking windows and busting down doors, uh, but very, very few. He emphasized imagery of the invaders, some in combat gear, some were wielding flagpoles that they were using to knock down doors. But he had pictures of them standing around, taking pictures during pauses of the hours-long attack. Carlson had this to say. These were not insurrectionists. They were sightseers. He had another point called the rioters peaceful and respectful, orderly and meek. In retrospect, he said, it is clear that the 2020 election was a grave betrayal of American democracy. Given the facts that have since emerged about that election, no honest person can deny it, he added. 
without giving any facts or any specifics. He defended the protesters on January 6th, claiming that they were right to believe that the election that they had just voted in had been unfairly conducted, even though the president and his allies had filed 62 lawsuits in state and federal courts, and they lost 61 of them. Billy won one. Do you remember which one they won? Uh, I do not. In Pennsylvania, there was a lawsuit apparently previously for mail-in ballots. If all of the information was given, you were allowed three days to cure it, to fix it, to supply the additional info. Someone had decided due to COVID that they were going to increase and give them up to 10 days. The judge ruled that that was not proper, that they should still be limited to the three days. This concerned less than 2,500 ballots. It didn't change the outcome of any county in Pennsylvania, much less the overall Pennsylvania vote, which Biden had won by 18,000. And none of the lawsuits was substantial voter fraud even alleged to have happened. Do you know why that is? None of the attorneys for Trump alleged widespread voter fraud when they went to court. Well, why would they even go to court? Well, they, they went to court <laughs> saying we're, here's what we're doing. Yeah. Keep in mind, they raised uh, a couple hundred million dollars, I think. Trump went to his base and uh, we've got to fight this in courts and you need to donate. And a ton of money was raised. But they did go to courts, not only Trump, but also allies of his. 61 of the 62 cases he lost, the one we just mentioned, didn't amount to anything. But again, the reason that they didn't allege voter fraud, keep in mind that Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani and some of the other attorneys were coming at, at press conferences and saying some really crazy stuff. Well, you can do that in a press conference and it's fine. You can't do that in a court of law. If you allege that something happened, you have facts to back it up. They didn't have facts to back it up. They couldn't go into court. They would have walked away with contempt of court charges. Right. <laughs> Widespread voter fraud, again, wasn't even alleged. Do you remember when Sidney Powell said she was going to release the Kraken? <laughs> no. Really? No. Seriously, you don't remember that? No. And here's why I don't remember it. Because this, and this is going to sound terrible, and I don't mean for it to sound terrible, but I didn't follow this story the way you felt. Well, I just watched it on television. The thing that got me really started following it is when Trump continued to say that the election was stolen. He had won it bigly several yeah, times. 75 million votes is what he said he got. Which he probably did. I'm, I'm sure. The problem is Biden got 81 million. Gosh, I just can't believe that. Here's the point. <laughs> Biden didn't get 81 million votes. He had that many that selected him, but they weren't voting for Biden. They were voting against Trump. Mm. After four years, I think they knew that this crazy person couldn't be allowed to continue. But, well, that's a different topic for a different day. Carson also raised doubts on the death of Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick. Now, initial reporting that was retracted less than two weeks from the time it came out, the Capitol Police originally said that he had been struck in the head by a fire extinguisher, and that was reported everywhere. Every news station was talking about it. Uh, it turned out very quickly due to video footage, due to doctor's testimony, that that absolutely did not happen. 
what we know for sure, he didn't himself know what, exactly what had happened. He knew that he had been uh, fighting with these guys for hours and hours. At the end of his shift, when he went back to headquarters, he collapsed in the division headquarters. He was taken to a local hospital and he died from his injuries the following day. Now, again, the initial reporting was incorrect. The initial reporting from the Capitol Police officer was they believed that he had been struck in the head by a fire extinguisher. That turned out to not be the case. The medical examiner determined that he died of not natural causes, which was multiple strokes. And he also noted that all that transpired that day played a role in his condition. Capitol Police Chief Manger said that Carlson had cherry-picked from the calmer moments of the day, ignored the chaos that happened before and even during. The Sicknick family said in a statement that the footage simply showed that he had resumed his duties for a time after he'd been attacked. I know you just got back from training. Yeah, man, I tell you what, it's hard to it's hard to concentrate with a bunch of loud dogs barking all the time. I apologize for no, that and no. apologize to the listeners. I wanted to stop and give you a chance. I just went over Brian Sicknick, the guy that uh, the, the one police officer who died that they had originally said was hit in the head with a fire extinguisher. Turns out he died from multiple strokes. Uh, the medical examiner said that everything that happened that day was part of the stress that led to that. But he obviously, inclusively, did not die from the fire extinguisher. Anything you wanted to add? No, not really. I mean, you and I had a little talk before, and it was widely reported. And and that was, and we've talked about this not even in this context, about reporting stuff before it's verified. It just bothers me. (laughs) Probably. It bothers you when it turns out to not be correct. Right. If it is correct, great. Yeah, But here's the problem. Police departments are going to stick up for their own, especially when one of their own dies. We know that. You want to piss police departments all over the entire United States off, you hurt one of them. Uh, and, and they probably jumped the gun. Not probably. They absolutely jumped the gun when they were saying, here's what we think happened. Turned out to not be the case. But to their credit, within 10, 12 days, they did correct uh, the statement and say, here's what he actually died from. So that's to their benefit. During the segment, Tucker Carlson also said, taken as a whole, the video record does not support the claim that January 6th was an insurrection. In fact, he said, it demolishes that claim, end quote. Well, yeah, if you only go by the few minutes of video that he and his crew picked out where nothing was happening because that's what they aired. Now, keep in mind that the riders had control of the Capitol for over three hours before Trump did anything or said anything. He finally released a, uh, a short video clip, pre-recorded video clip, asking them to go home. Apparently, Tucker's hoping that we've forgotten what we watched live when the U.S. Capitol was attacked. Keep in mind, this is the first time since the War of 1812 that the United States Capitol was attacked. See... This is where I have a huge problem. You say attacked, and yes, there were some guys, there was some evildoers. There were some bad people that broke glass, busted doors, busted barricades. And those people, I still believe, should go to jail for a very long time. But out of the 2,000 people that actually went into the Capitol, very few of them were violent. 
I, I just I, I have a real hard time with the language associated with January sixth. How many First of them? All, how many of them were chanting "Hang Mike Pence"? You know, I don't wasn't there. Do you care? Oh no, I think if you were chanting "Hang Mike Pence," that's that's not so that yeah, it's not just the violent acts. It's they erected a gallows. However, well, see, I don't agree with that. If you were part of that, you should probably be, there should be something happen to you. But unless they were in a theater yelling fire, there was no threat to Mike Pence. You can say whatever you want. Our First Amendment guarantees that. I'm not saying that's the right thing to do. Don't, don't confuse the two. I don't, I don't say that's a good thing. Yeah, go do that. No. But if our First Amendment isn't there to protect them, when there's no discernible threat to Mike Pence. The First Amendment does not protect rioting, looting, vandalism, threats on people's lives. You said that Mike Pence was never in danger. You probably need to inform him of that because he insists that not only was he in danger, but that his entire family was in danger. Most, the majority of the senators and representatives at, that were present there all said that they were in danger. They felt in danger. Sure. Republicans and Democrats. And you're now sitting here saying that the First Amendment guarantees the right to do this? No, that's not what I said at all. I said they have the right to say whatever they want to say. I didn't say what no, they, they were don't. doing. No, they don't. They don't have the right to, to hang Mike Pence. All right. Are you saying they do? That they have the right to threaten to kill someone? The First I, Amendment I has I'm never an, I'm been. I'm not an attorney. I don't. I don't. I didn't sleep in a Holiday Inn Express. But it seems to me that the First Amendment is there to protect speech we don't like, not necessarily speech we do like. Okay. I mean, wasn't aware that you thought the First Amendment protected your right to threaten to kill someone. No, that's I'm, exactly what they did. The Vice President of the United States, and you're holding up for them. I am not. I'm just. You just saying. said the, you thought the First Amendment protected them and give them the right to do it. They have the right to chant, and and if they're saying "Hang Mike Pence," which I didn't see the video, Jerry, I haven't watched. I didn't watch the attack. Air quotes. If they were saying that, then they're they're probably they need to have some something happen to them. Probably, but not again. Here we are. Not all two thousand were doing that. Over one half of the one thousand people that were charged with capital riot related federal crimes have already pleaded pleaded guilty. Okay, well then there they go. Including more than one thirty who pleaded guilty to felony crimes. But don't worry, Tucker Carlson says they were just sightseers. <laughs> According to the Justice Department, 140 officers were assaulted at the Capitol that day, including 60 Metropolitan Police officers and over 80 U.S. Capitol Police officers. Injuries include head wounds, cracked ribs, smashed spinal discs, and burns. But never fear. Tucker Carlson says they were peaceful. Brian Sicknick, the Capitol Police officer who collapsed after going back to headquarters after the riot, was taken to the hospital and died the following day. The medical examiner later determined that he died of natural causes, multiple strokes, and he noted that all that had transpired that day played a role in his condition. But isn't it comforting to know that Tucker Carlson told us that the rioters were all respectful? No, I don't. I don't. It, 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 he's doing the same thing that the left does. He's grouping them all together, disrespectful or respectful. And I think that in this particular case, it's very easy to get caught up in the moment and not be and get looped in with being stupid. 
right, wrong, or indifferent. So Tucker Carlson, I'm not going to sit here and defend him grouping a bunch of people in one group saying they're all peaceful. We know, obviously, they're not all peaceful. Any more than you could when you look at Seattle and some of the Black Lives movements around the country when there were huge protests. And the majority of those people were probably, uh, from everything that we know and saw, were probably peacefully protesting. Mm-hmm. But there was a bunch of idiots in those groups too. Yeah, burning a whole fire bunch of departments idiots. and stuff. Hey, you can't, real quick, let's hear from. Uh, let's take a quick minute. Mr. Ed Lock. Hear, hear from Ed Lock. Hi, I'm Lock with USA Mortgage. Here at USA Mortgage, we view you as customer for life. That means we are with you every step of your journey to help before, during, and well after you move into your new home. Home buying can be stressful, but we are here to make the process easy. I know driving determination with my very talented team here at USA Mortgage will make for some incredible things. You can expect to receive great customer service from me with many customized options tailored to your financial goals and needs. So if you're looking to cruise into a new home or refinance, I can be the driver that gets you there. Call or text me at 502-680-0953 to find out how to get approved. MLS ID 448. 908 Das Acquisition LLC doing business as USA Mortgage NMLS ID 227262. This is not a commitment to lend. Additional terms and conditions apply. USA Mortgage is an equal housing opportunity. Mr. Edlock. Yeah. Very good guy. Yeah, he is. And we've got some new advertising coming up with Ed and um, me personally that we're going to be doing here locally and Stuff. So I'm really excited to continue that. We'll probably get some new ads for him on here pretty soon. Um, and, and that's just good stuff. I really like it. So, anywho. So I was just sitting here while you're talking, and, and I appreciate your knowledge on this. Um, I was reading the actual whole report from the J- January 6th commission. And you know what really bothers me is that? that it is even written in some form in a very, let me just, and this really has nothing to do with January 6th. I am so tired, be it Tucker Carlson on the right, be it anybody on the left, Nancy Pelosi, whoever on the left, or Rachel Maddow. I am so tired of the division. I, I mean, it is almost to the point when I hear news and I have to go and decipher it and figure out which side I'm listening to to see. Figure out which side is shaking the jar. It just makes me so freaking angry. And that's what this is all about. January 6th was a direct result. Trump, for all, for all intents and purposes, he may have been the one shaking the jar that day. Okay? He may have been the one. Now, I heard his speech before all that happened. I compare it very simply, and, and this is, you know, the one time he said anything about going to the Capitol in his speech, I'm just talking about the speech that was televised. He actually very explicitly said, we'll go there, we'll peacefully march up there, I'll go with you. Um, what happened before and after that, I didn't catch. Um, but during the speech, that's what was said. But here's the thing. Had... The Tucker Carlson's and the Rachel Maddow's and the uh, Anderson Cooper's and the Jesse Waters of the world. They keep shaking the jar because it makes them get ratings. 
And no one would have believed him if it was if he was the only one saying this. Right. But for real conservative people who only listen to conservative networks and they turn it on and that's all they hear is people saying, yes, this election was stolen. Yes. Trump won. They're going to believe it. You're absolutely right. But one correction. One thing I mentioned earlier that you also heard Trump say at the speech, if you do not fight like hell, you will not have, there will not be a country left. Yeah. And I was going to bring that That's up. not peaceful. There's well, nothing peaceful about it. But here's, that. here's the thing, Jerry, and, and I just got to throw this out there and you're going to, you're going to fall over dead when I say this, but it's very similar. I, when I heard him say that, have you ever been in a locker room at halftime? Sure. We're going to go out there and kill them. Yes. However, absolutely. none of the football players that I ever played, you know, that mm. I ever know, went out there with guns and knives and actually killed their let me, opponents. Let me ask you this. Have any of them out, ever went out there with their hands and tried to absolutely demolish, no matter what the cost, the guy across? The, sure. The, yes. Sure. So that, that's part of football. That's the way you play football. If mm-hmm. you don't play football that way, you will lose. You have to have the mentality that I am going to destroy the guy I'm going against. In, in a lot of ways, and, and I think that it's a very legitimate comparison, because in a lot of ways, if you're passionate, be it on the left side and the Green New Deal and, and climate change, or you're on the right side, fossil fuels and tax you know, reductions, either way, that's your side. That's your side. But that doesn't give you the right to cross lines. No. Let me ask you, Mike Pence, is he one to shake the jar? Is he one to... I've never known him to shake the jar. Neither have I. I thought Mike Pence was pretty honest. Pretty boring. Boringly honest. Boring. I'm going to tell the truth. I'm going to tell it like it is. His version of the truth. You mind if I read a statement that he come out? Yes, very right-sided. Very conservative guy. Yeah. You mind if I read a statement they come out with on 311 Absolutely. after this was aired? I do not mind. Here's what he said, and I quote, <laughs> President Trump was wrong. I had no right to overturn the election, and his reckless words endangered my family and everyone at the Capitol that day. And I know that history will hold Donald Trump accountable. Make no mistake about it. What happened that day was a disgrace, and it mocks decency to portray it in any other way. Tourists don't injure 140 police officers by sightseeing. Tourists don't break down doors to get to the Speaker of the House or voice threats against public officials. For as long as I live, I will never, ever diminish the injuries sustained, the lives lost, or the heroism of law enforcement on that tragic day, end quote. That was what Pence had to say after watching Tucker Carlson's. He can blame that on President Trump all he wants to. But he's only part of the problem. And Trump, he didn't go near far enough to say the hatred that is being bred into our country every single day comes from both the right side and the left side. You're right. And their absolute asinine way of doing things. You're right. And their absolute way of, their only way of being able to keep power is to keep us divided. Right, left, black. <coughs> You're right. <coughs> Think I'm going to choke to death. You okay? Yeah. Be it right or left, black or white. Good gravy. There we go. I think I'm good now. (laughs) Hopefully. 
You know, and that's what they, when you look at Washington, when you look at the media, take both of them, okay? Because to me, they're all culpable. They're all the same level. That's their whole goal. I I very rarely see any politics, and I like a few politics. I like Thomas Massey. I like, uh, I've said that on a hundred I like Mike times. Pence. I like Mike Pence. I like Joe Manchin. Just so we have Kelsey a Gabbard. good. <coughs> Kristen Sinema. <coughs> I don't so like it's not her just so one much. side. I don't like her so much. Really? You yeah. used to. What happened? Uh, well, she won't quit calling me. It's kind of annoying. <laughs> okay. Anywho, but other than even they will will They're partisan. That bear. Absolutely. They're partisan. When are we going to get back to the people? I, I don't think we've ever been there. So when you talk about get back, I mean, when you look at politics and you begin to read political history, this stuff is probably, it was much, much worse 100 years ago. Sure, because we didn't have any way of reporting it. They could get away with a lot more They stuff. did some crazy crap back yeah. then. They yeah. really did. We had literally presidents that were dueling people. <laughs> Within the last 60 years, we had a president who would quite often at press conferences, unzip his pants and pull out his member <laughs> and dare the reporters to take a picture of it. And if you want to know who it was, look up uh, Big Johnson, who had the nickname. Yeah. He would Are often, you kidding me? He would often, there's some stories. Have you heard any of the stories about what he would do to intimidate world leaders? He would have a friggin' meeting. He would have a bathroom next door. <laughs> he would go to the bathroom, leave the door wide right open. open. <laughs> In there, shaking. <laughs> yes. So, I, 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 sorry, I didn't mean to change the gist of what you're saying. But when you say we should go back to, I'm thinking, holy crap, we. But you know what we had then that we don't have now? What's that? Actual leaders, people that a few. I but mean, we also had a ton of the assholes. Yeah, I mean, we still do. Here's my question to you: You were saying that Mike Pence could blame Trump all he wanted. Why didn't Trump? After this started, why didn't he call the National I have no Party? idea. And I think that's a huge mistake. For two hours. Yeah, I, I don't think that there was heads in his bets. You know, and, I, and I'm not I'm not making excuses. It's I'm Mike not saying Pence. that's what I agree. It's his vice president and his family that were there. No, I get it. I get it. But we so got to think about what Donald Trump's main derivative is here. There's one thing power. that I can't get over. I can, you're right. When I look at his speech, you can reframe and take into a certain context and you can excuse everything that was said if you put it into a certain context. Sure, sure. There is no way in the world I can justify Donald Trump sitting there watching television, watching just a few blocks away, watching what we watched yeah. and not calling in the National Guard. Yeah, I think I, it's stupid. And I think that will be a, a, uh, that that will probably see. I say that that should cost him the election. This, but I have a feeling that a certain attorney general in New York is about to guarantee a Trump victory in the next election. I just you think him being arrested would guarantee a Trump victory? Trump landslide, absolute landslide. Um, no, not even but close. It's not going to happen. Uh, no, today, it happen. no, it won't. Today, it's one place or the other. To, There's like three going on. You know that, right? Yeah. Today, exclusively, the Secret Service said we're not going to allow you to take a sitting president into custody. The Secret this Service can cannot through, say that. They can because they it do is not their have right. the legal 
power or authority do, to do that. Um, they do not. No one's above the law. Here's, here's what happens. Here's here's how they have. If let's just follow it down to the end for just a second. Okay. So the president is guilty. First of all, the attorney, and I don't want to get into the weeds too much. Good question, Modi. Mochi is going to get it. First of all, the statute of limitations on what the DA in New York is well past. It's like six years past. Um, yeah, statute of limitations for a, a a very personal thing like this is two years. Very personal thing. Yeah, the, he's trying to say that the payment to Stormy Daniels was a campaign and illegal. Well, it which, wasn't. Which the Fed, the Fed's already looked at and said, hey, "That's stupid. We're not going to fool with it." The that's Feds why did not say that. They did say that. What Fed said that? The people that looked at it when it was first brought up um, before he, when he was reelected. No, when he was, everyone turned their back when he was president, which is when it first came out. And everyone said, we're not going to attempt to indict a sitting president. It was widely accepted then that if anything was going to be done, it was going to be after he had stepped down when he was no longer president. So, which I think was smart. You don't First of all, he, he made a, a interaction with another person through a mediator um that happens every day i don't want this smut on me i'm we're gonna settle it and that's that we're sliding it happens NDA. with politicians every day well sure <laughs> and every time it happens they have two choices they either list it as a campaign contribution or they are charged with a crime why would, one of the two why in the world anything that, anything that helps you anything that helps your campaign and if you have potential but Bad he paid people. the money let me, to himself. Let me, let me finish. No, he didn't pay the money to himself. He paid the money to a porn star, Stormy Daniels. But okay. So let please me finish. finish. Yes, please finish. If there is potentially bad news and pay money to make it go away, you have done this to obviously to help your campaign. According to law, that is required to be listed as a campaign contribution. Plain and simple, not for Trump, for every single politician <laughs> in the That's world. That's such a stretch. <laughs> It's been that way for many years, so I don't know why you suddenly have a problem with it because it's being put against Trump. Do you not agree that hiding bad news would help your candidacy? I do agree that hiding bad news. Well, guess news. what? Any money paid to help your candidacy has to be reported. Okay. Well, I didn't want to get in those weeds anyway right now, but the point is, the statute of limitation is well past on that, Jerry. Past. Really? For cam illegal campaign contributions? I'm almost certain of it. Almost I heard like four different reports about it today. Then what would you care to bet? If you're that sure, what would you care to bet? I don't know. I'll bet you an uh, ice cream cone. Well, you already owe me 37 cases of ice cream. <laughs> well, when I'm ready for you to go into the next realm, I'm going to pay up all at one time. <laughs> you owe me like a half an ice cream factory at this point. Let me get back to some of the other things. By the way, I don't know if you've noticed. I'm not using anything that any Democrats said against Trump. I'm only using things that m Republicans and mainly people on his team, meaning his secretaries, his, his handpicked team, judges that he appointed. We'll get into that in a little bit. Talked about Mike Pence. Former Trump chief economic advisor Gary Cohen said Sunday on 312, he agreed with Pence's comments about the January 6th attack. 
Look, that was a shocking day in the history of this country. We continue to be reminded about January 6th, and I think we all will live with it and all live with the memories of what happened on January 6th. That's what Gary Cohen said on 312 today after Mike Pence had his comments. Republican Representative Michael McCall of Texas told CBS News on Sunday that Pence exercised moral clarity and judgment that day by doing his constitutional responsibility, and he helped avoid a major constitutional crisis that day. History will judge everyone by what they did that day, McCall said. Mitch McConnell had this to say on March the 7th. With regard to the presentation on Fox News last night, I want to associate myself entirely with the opinion of the Capitol Police about what happened on January the 6th. Clearly, the chief of the Capitol Police correctly describes what most of us witnessed firsthand that day. Kevin McCarthy, Republican Speaker of the House, he had this to say right after the January 6th attack. Let me be clear. Last week's violent attack on the Capitol was undemocratic, un-American, and criminal. Let me be clear to you, and I have been very clear to the president. He bears responsibility for his words and his actions. No ifs, ands, or buts. McCarthy said that on January 11th when a conference call with the House Republicans. Several of Trump's team decided that he had crossed a line and resigned within the first week. Betsy DeVos, Secretary of Education, she said that the mob was unconscionable for our country. There's no mistake in the impact your rhetoric had on the situation, and it is the inflection point for me, she wrote. Elaine Chow, Secretary of Transportation. Mike Mulvaney, former acting chief of staff, resigned as special envoy to Northern, Northern Ireland, Ireland, if I can talk. He said he couldn't stay after watching the president encourage the mob that overtook the Capitol complex. Again, th th this is not what the liberal left said. This is what Republicans, this is what secretary said. This is what Trump's team had to say. These are people who resigned. Matthew Pottinger, Deputy National Security Advisor. John Costello, Deputy Assistant Secretary at the Commerce Department. Tyler Godspeed, White House Council of Economic Advisors Acting Chairman, said the events of yesterday made my position no longer tenable. He resigned. Stephanie Grisham, the First Lady's Chief of Staff, she resigned. Every one of these people resigned within the first 48 hours of this happening. This is his people, his team. Sarah Matthews, Deputy White House Press Secretary, resigned with a statement saying that she was deeply disturbed by what she saw today. Eleanor McCain's cats. Assistant Secretary at the Department of Health and Human Services, Eric Dreben, Assistant Attorney General, all within the first two days. By the end of the first week, officials confirmed that the national security officials had seen five of their counsel resign. These are all people on his team. This I'm not telling you what the liberal left had to say. I'm not talking about AOC. I'm not talking about Pelosi. I'm talking about Trump's biggest defenders. His own hand-picked people. This is what they had to say about Donald Trump in January the 6th. Oh, I agree. I, 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 I told you, I don't think that he did the right thing. I think that by not shutting it down as quick, at least make a statement. We wouldn't even be having this conversation as, as soon as they started to say, hey, guys, this is not what we're supposed to be here to do. Oh, you forgot. He did make a statement. 20 minutes after the initial break-in, Trump tweeted. Would you like to hear what he had to say? Well, I, 
I know. I just read it. Go ahead. He said, and I quote, Mike Pence didn't have the courage to do what should have been done to protect our country and our Constitution, giving states a chance to certify a corrected set of facts, not the fraudulent or inaccurate ones which they were asked to previously certify. USA demands the truth. 20 minutes after the break in. If that's not encouraging these people and telling them that they're right and they're trying to rectify a wrong, I don't know what is. At 4.17 p.m., when he found out that Mark Milley, uh, they had called in the National Guard after talking to Pence and Pelosi and McConnell. Then he released a video and he said this. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election and everyone knows it, especially the other side. Still saying that he won. That it was stolen, but you have He's to go still home saying now. That. Oh, yeah, exactly. Still saying. He says, but you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We love you. You're special, but you've seen what happens. You see the way that the others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel, but go home and go home in peace. This is after he found out that others had called in the National Guard. Yeah, I, I'm not here to tell you that. Trump acted appropriately that day. I, I don't think that he did. Certainly didn't act presidential. Um, but I, I think that as far as, and here's the one thing that really bothered me about McCarthy releasing all this footage. Wasn't necessarily that he just released it to Tucker, but why not release it to everybody? I mean, if you're gonna give it to one guy or give it to everyone at Fox News, you know, if, if, that. if that's where you wanted to go with it, okay, send it to everybody. But he's saying that there was a need for it and it should have been released long ago. Then then want to give it to everyone. Yeah. No, I don't disagree with you. You talked about the shaman. Let's talk about him for a minute. Jacob Chansley, the shaman. Most of you probably remember him. He's the one that had the big set of horns on his head and his face painted red, white, and blue. Um, the televised footage shows Jacob Chansley's moments only from approximately 2.56 to 3 p.m. It shows four minutes. Everything about him is covered within a four-minute period. Now, what Tucker didn't tell us is prior to that, Chansley had, among other things, he had breached a police line at 2.09 with that mob. He entered the Capitol less than one minute behind Pozzola, who was the first one in, during the initial breach of the building. He faced off with members of the U.S. Capitol Police for more than 30 minutes in front of the Senate chamber doors while elected officials, including the vice president, was fleeing from the chamber. He then entered the Senate gallery where he proceeded to screen obscenities while other rioters went through the desk of the United States senators on the floor. All of these actions were captured by Senate video that had already been released. So Tucker didn't release any of that. Nah, it's fine he didn't because the other video had already been released. Mm -hmm. At least mention it. Don't claim that this guy is walking around doing nothing. Hold on. Carlson said it was not clear how he got into the Capitol. Yes, it is. It was on video. It, we've already known. Furthermore, the plea agreement that he entered, that he admitted to and signed, said that he entered the building through a broken door about one minute after it was breached, becoming one of the first 30 intruders into the Capitol. A plea agreement signed by Chancellor admitted that the Capitol Police officers reported repeatedly asked him to leave the building. Tucker didn't mention that, did he? Tucker talks about how they're leading him around on a guided tour. Oh, 
the video is kind of showing that they were for a four minute <laughs> for four minutes after they'd already admitted that they were overwhelmed that the, the, their lines had been broken at that point thousands of people were in the senate they were in the the congress they were simply trying to de-escalate the situation now carlson questioned why the video that he aired uh, of Chansley, which he said depicted Chansley being led through the Capitol by police, didn't come out at trial. Do you know why that video wasn't released at his trial? He didn't have a trial. He pleaded. He pled guilty. Yeah. But Tucker Carlson is on air saying, I wonder why they didn't show this this video at his but trial. Tucker Carlson is not a news anchor. He is an opinion. I mean, he has, that's what... He's no different than Sean Hannity, as far as that goes, or Rachel Maddow. They don't actually teach, show the news. They show their slanted version. Or even facts, right? I mean. (laughs) We'll get to that in a minute. Okay. The Fox attorneys say he doesn't show facts, that he's not known for facts. I'm just telling you some of the facts that he left out. Earlier, when you first saw this, you were asking me, well, what about him? He's being led around. Really? That's not what he admitted to. Again, he never went to trial. He pled guilty to one felony account and he was sentenced to 41 months in prison. Let's see where I am. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, that's a long time. Four minutes? No, 41 41 months months in prison for... For one of the leaders? He admitted, he pled guilty. Why would he plead guilty to four months in prison? Have you ever stood face-to-face, toe-to-toe with the federal government? I haven't. Guess what else I've never done? Broken into Congress. (laughs) What would you expect would happen to you if you broke into Congress? I'd probably get shot. Killed. Immediately. On the spot. You, me, and the vast majority of Americans would be shot dead on the spot. And you're saying that 41 months for him was too harsh? I, I didn't say that. You I insinuated that. I said that. I said it was a lot. Do you think it was a, an appropriate sentence? You know, I, I I don't know. I think that this, and I'll come back and I'll say it again, because it, it is how I believe that this is. I think that this is a symptom, not the disease. What's the symptom? The fact that these guys and gals broke into the Congress. I think it's- What about a, Tucker's- his look on it and how he's interpreted. I mean, he's he is a right wing pundit. What, what's he supposed to do? He said repeatedly that the people who believe the election have been stolen from them were correct. What's your take on that? I don't believe the election was stolen, although I do find it really. And, and here's why people think that, Jerry. At 10 o'clock at night, at 11 o'clock at night, at 12 o'clock at night, at 1 o'clock at night, Trump is winning big in no, all these states. No, he's not. At 4, you need to between go back. 3 and 4 in the morning is yeah. when he, he, he loses this election. Steve, quit getting your news from Facebook. Quit getting your... <laughs> show me show me what you just said. I was happen. awake, Jerry. I, so was know, I. You know, so was the majority of that? America. It, he was not <laughs> leading comfortably. From the very beginning, it was pretty obvious that he 
was going to lose states that he had won four years previous. Yeah. From the very beginning, it was obvious he had a much tougher time. Now, you've got these guys on Facebook saying, hey, I went to bed at so-and-so, and he was winning. Yeah, I, I don't, wake for up. the record, for everyone out there, for the 129th time, I do not get my news from Facebook. If that is true, then <laughs> I challenge you next week to show me where on one of the oh, reputable no, no. news next sources, week, you I can prove what you this. just said. Next week, I you am just not said that you went this. to bed at 10, 11, yeah, 10, 11, 12 o'clock when before you went to bed that Trump was Trump comfortably leading. Show me a reputable news station saying that. Back to Tucker Carlson. You're right. He has an opinion, Chuck. He's a top rated. Oh, okay. so you're just going to throw out facts you can't I back up? Abs- I'm going to look it up right now. Okay. But next week, I'm not touching this. Because it's ucky, icky, and it makes me want to take a shower. Yeah. And do you know what the biggest reason for that is? You, at heart, want these people to be right. What? The, the hard, the right-wing conservatives that you follow. You, you want that to be right. You that want I want them Trump to be, to be good. president? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that you don't want the far right to be proven wrong. So same with Freedom Caucus. You and I have talked about it. We don't always agree with everything they do, but the very fact that they're willing to stand up and say, we have to change the economic situation in this country, you and I love that. So we hate when they do other stupid stuff that we have to go, damn, why do they have to go? No, say I don't that? I don't have to call anybody out that's stupid, to be honest. It doesn't it doesn't bother me either way, right or left. But you I, very rarely, very rarely do it with the far right. No, I do it every day. Every time we talk about Ukraine, they're wrong. Every time we talk about taxes and their lack of doing squat, the lack of putting in term limits, the lack of doing all the things now, that they do. You don't do, specifically call out the far right. For I officially on air right now call out the far right for not doing that stuff. Well, but it's <laughs> all of them when we're talking about term limits Absolutely. and Ukraine it's and all that. It's all one of them. Of them. Yeah. Sorry, go back. Tucker, Tucker Carlson. <laughs> he had a uh, lawsuit in 2020. Karen McDougal. You know who she is, right? Yes. Stormy Daniels. Her real name is Karen McDougal. Yeah. Horse face. Yeah. <laughs> According to Donald Trump. He was one messing around with her. Maybe. I mean, he says he wasn't. But, you yeah, know. Said, oh, yeah. But he says he wasn't. But at the same time, he's willing to pay her money illegally to get her to be quiet. That makes sense to me. Anyway, in 2020, uh, Fox News and Tucker Carlson specifically was being sued by Karen McDougal for slander. Fox attorneys convinced the judge that Carlson's comments are rhetorical hyperbola and opinion commentary. The judge also wrote in her decision, Fox persuasively argues that given Mr. Carlson's reputation, any reasonable viewer arrives with an appropriate amount of skepticism about the statements that he makes. The Fox attorney stated that the general tenor of the show should then inform a viewer that Carlson is not stating actual facts about the topics that he discusses and is instead engaging in exaggerating and non-literal commentary. I had to look that up. What does non-literal mean to you? Uh, Implied, maybe? No. The definition of non-literal is non-literal language is language and text that means something different than what it actually says. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm just an old country boy. I'm from the South. We, we are known for shortening big fancy statements like that. I would just call it a lie. 
and her children, they might say, liar, liar, pants on fire. That's the way that his boss's attorneys described him in court to defend him in a slander lawsuit. So, to anyone that would want to back up Tucker Carlson and try to defend him, my question is simply, are you sure this is a guy you want to defend? Uh, look at what his own bosses had to say about him. Mm-hmm. Pretty sad. One more quick thing I'll cover, but what do you got to say? I feel like I've totally, absolutely dominated the entire conversation. No, you're good. That, that's fine. Really. Oh, I know I'm good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was looking up, I was actually, while you were finishing, I was looking up a timeline, but they're all giving me months. I went timed for hours, but I'll, I'll, I'll look at it. I also, next week, I want to do something apolitical. 180 percent about time yeah let's just do something completely non-political we could this one is big though it really is it is but i definitely want to mention something about asbury and what happened at asbury and it's happening all over the nation um definitely want to talk about um all of the new disclosure stuff happening that is continuing um in regards to what disclosure of what Okay. <laughs> um, Fair enough. Because that continues to happen. Sure. And that's not, you know, that's not, uh, so we want to continue to talk about that. Um, we may have just a small little segment if I can find that information for you. But I'm pretty convinced that it, I usually watch that to like one o'clock, two o'clock before I was done. And we were well in the head. But, no. And, and here's the thing. I'll bet you whatever you want to bet. It doesn't even matter bad. because neither one of these guys, we have, we went from orange man bad to white haired man obliterate. I, I, I don't even know what. Did you hear his statement when he was talking today? Or was it today or yesterday? No. About the veto he just did on GSA. No. And he, even if you'd have heard it, you'd been, you would have said no. Incoherent. I, I feel bad for the guy. I, I feel mean, sorry for him. Gosh. He, he reminds me of Reagan. At least Reagan's family had was nice enough and courteous enough to come out and say, hey, here's the point. He's got dementia. We're going to pull him back from the camera. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep him at home with family and loved ones, which is exactly where someone with dementia needs to be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm I not saying just, he, Joe has got dementia, but, man, he's showing signs of it. And here's the thing. And we can even, in a few weeks, we'll even talk about what he vetoed today, which was the first unanimous bipartisan bill that's come out of Washington forever. And he vetoed it. was it. unanimous? I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Well, unanimous. if it's anywhere near unanimous, then his veto is meaningless because all it takes is two-thirds to override it. Right. So it's meaningless. A few things real quick I want to go into. We've talked about what other politicians sure. and all that have said. A few comments from judges. And I'll try to make sure that uh, I think I've got one in here somewhere that I meant to delete and forgot. I'll try to make sure I only (laughs) mention Republican judges, most of them appointed by Trump himself. U.S. Circuit Court Judge Stefanos Babas, B-I-B-A-S, had this to say. Voters, not lawyers, choose the president. Ballots, not briefs, decide elections. He was a former prosecutor and a law professor appointed in 2017 by Trump as he rejected an attempt to throw up Pennsylvania's votes for Biden. 
In Pennsylvania, U.S. District Court Judge Matthew Brann, who served as chairman of the Bradford County Republican Committee for more than a decade before he took the bench. The reason I'm mentioning this is judgeships are not, are they apolitical? You don't run as Republican or Democrat, so you have to look into some background to see if they were Republican or Democrat. You can usually you look and see who they're appointed by. And in this case, he was a chairman of the Republican for 10 years. And he said this, this court has been presented with strained legal arguments, without merit and speculative accusations, unpled in the operative complaint and unsupported by evidence. In the United States of America, this cannot justify the disenfranchisement of a single voter, let alone all the votes of its six most populated state. Our people, laws, and institutions demand better. Trump brought Michigan lawmakers to the White House. Do you remember this? <laughs> After the election, he was trying to get a bunch of the Republican lawmakers to decertify. He did decertify. That to Georgia, too. He made a couple of calls to the Georgia oh, well, governor. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the Secretary of State, Brad Rossberger, whatever his name was. But in this case, he brought the Michigan state legislators to the White House in a failed bid to get them to set aside the vote. He phoned Gord, uh, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp, asking him to order a special le legislative session to overturn the status. Kemp refused. <laughs> and when he didn't, <laughs> Trump was typical Trump. I can't believe I... Uh, nominated such a loser. <laughs> Supported such He's a loser. also being investigated in Georgia for trying to illegally swing the election. Trump also called Pennsylvania Republican House Speaker Brian Cutler, who told Trump that state law did not give the legislature the power to overturn the will of the voters. It, it, the list just goes on and on. I, I've got probably 30 or 40 more comments. We can go into it more if you want. But, uh, Trump attacked democracy. Trump attempted to overthrow democracy. He attempted to subvert the voters. He attempted to have courts install him as a leader. If that's not trying to overturn democracy, I don't know what is. Elections are at the very core of our democracy. He tried to throw all of it away. Yeah. And, oh, sorry. Didn't mean to cut you off. I'm done. I don't disagree. Mochi has a question. What's your question? Apparently, she can't type very fast. Shame on her. <laughs> and if only we could get Colin to work, we could let her call right? in and ask her a question on the line. Mm. Well, oh, I do have one thing I want to finish on. Sure. I want to do a PSA. Public service announcement. Public service announcement today. All right. And this is something that I have dealt with for lots near and dear to your heart, right? Yes. More ways than one. Yes. So if you have heartburn and you have to take Tums more than once a week, go to see your doctor and get on some real medication because uh, heartburn is very, very bad for your esophagus. It's bad for your stomach. It's bad for all these things, which I'm dealing with on a daily basis. Um, so make sure you go, if you if you have to eat Tums or take an antacid more than once a week, go see your doctor. Let them know that that's going on. Uh, they'll say, oh, and they're going to write you a script for some sort of anti-acid you know, acid re reducer or whatever. Um, and they need to know that, too, because when I told my doc that, he was like, what? You've dealt with what? 
I said, yeah, I eat it. Because at my worst, Jerry, I was eating a, a 200 tablet bottle every three days. <laughs> it, it was bad. Horrible. Yeah. So make sure you go see your doctor and take care of that good stuff. And we are way over again today. I'll One thing go. real quick. Sure. You're talking about a PSA. One of the very first episodes we did, you did it on the uh, the desalination project. Do you remember that one? Yeah, absolutely. So in the news today that they have updated the number of people in the world that does not have access to enough clean water. Roughly 10% of the world. 800 million people, they believe, does not have access to enough clean water. Yeah. Whether it's the... the what was the, the deal you were talking about? It was a brief, a it was brief, a brief case, case size. Yeah. Was it MIT students? Is that who yeah. had done yeah. it? Uh, and they had created an, a, a, and it would be good for a day's worth of water for a family of four. Whether it's that or something else, we yeah. certainly need something. Now, Mochi asked, what's the difference between January 6th and all the down and all the uh, Democrats and libs writing and looting? when he actually won the presidency. That's a huge topic. We'll get into that because sure. there's not a whole lot of difference. There, there's nothing right. When, um, I don't care if it's BLM protest. You have a right to protest. Protests yeah. are in the very backbone of America. What you, you do not have the right to do is cause damage. Yeah, start burning people's businesses. You don't have the right to do that. I, yeah. I don't care what your party is, what, what your yeah reason for the protest. Yeah, absolutely. But anyway, guys, if you can't see the light. Be the light.